I believe that the pushback on bounce back culture over the past few years has benefited moms around the world immensely, but there are some downfalls I see in that messaging. And I want to give you some food for thought on all of this today. In case this is the first episode you've ever listened to of the tough love mom podcast, I want you to know that I'm not always digging into topics this heavy and dare I say controversial, but this message has been big on my heart for a while. And again, if you're new here and you don't know my story, I'm coming from the place of it taking over a year, both times to lose the weight I gained in both of my pregnancies. And my body is very changed visually like forever. So I'm the opposite of someone who bounced back. But the purpose of this episode is to give you a more wide lens perspective on the messaging that is bouncing back. Because like I said, there's some good things out there about denouncing bouncing back. But I've come to realize and recognize that there are some issues that I just personally see and have with the messaging that goes against bouncing back. Now, this is a hot button topic. And again, I'm the opposite of someone who bounced back and I am human. So if a word, if I word things in a way that upsets you or that you don't agree with good, it's proof again, that I'm human and that I'm imperfect and I do not have it all figured out. My hope is that you hear my heart as a whole, instead of picking apart singular words and phrases that I say, I want you to see what I'm saying as a whole big picture, right? That wide lens view take it like that today. Okay. And honestly, shouldn't we approach all messages that way, right? Like take the wide lens view and see what the person's saying from their heart. So that's where I'm coming from today. And again, that being said, I'm not the tough love mom for no reason. So we're digging into something from, might I say a fairly controversial perspective, but it's for such a good reason. This will serve you. I'm going to make you think today. Uh, You might have to confront some uncomfortable lines of thinking that you haven't confronted before, but you will grow from this, I promise. So I guess this is a here we go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight, and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Before we dive in today, I want to read this quick five-star review from Krista. She said, Liz has been gifted with words of encouragement, and this podcast provides tangible advice, inspiring words of wisdom, and encouragement for moms at any stage. Love her insight into motherhood and her vulnerability. This is a podcast I'll look forward to listening to and sharing. 
Thank you so much, Krista, for those encouraging words. If you've never left a review on this podcast after this episode, give me your honest feedback. Go leave a review. Let me know what you thought about this because I want to hear your heart. And again, I hope this message today just impacts you and leaves you encouraged. And again, thinking a little more deeply just about how we approach everything postpartum. So like I said in the intro, I'm coming from the place of it taking over a year to lose the weight that I gained in pregnancy twice. So over a year after my first, over a year after my second, and my body is very changed visually, like forever. So I'm the opposite of someone who bounced back. In my first pregnancy, I gained 90 pounds, nine zero, and I lost 80 of those. And it took me 12 months to lose those 80 pounds. Now I got pregnant a year later. So I started gaining weight again and I gained 60 pounds in my second pregnancy. I lost those 60 and the extra 10 that I still had my, for my first pregnancy in 14 months. Again, it took me over a year of diligence and intentionality with my habits and my routine, but it took a long time. So I don't know what defines bounce back. I really don't think there's an exact definition for it. It probably depends on who you are and what your perspective is on the world. One might think it's losing the weight within six months. Another might think it's a mom who had four pregnancies in five years and has no stretch marks. And another mom might think it means leaving the hospital looking like you didn't have a baby. Whatever you define bounce back is, it doesn't matter. I've got some thoughts that I want to share with you today that are just on my heart about this pushback that there is on bouncing back. So basically the messaging out there that gets frustrated by moms who bounce back or the bounce back culture. I've got some thoughts about that perspective because I think there's a lot of good things about it. And I also see some issues with it. So again, hear my heart today. I have seen a lot of progress in what moms should expect physically postpartum. And I think it's awesome that moms are being transparent and raw and vulnerable about the realities of this season of life. I mean, it even helped me personally going into postpartum both times. I knew my body wouldn't look the same for a long time, if ever. I knew to expect a longer timeline for weight loss. That's huge to to understand and just grasp, isn't it? I knew there would be curveballs thrown at me. I mean, I even knew what complications to look out for post-birth because I knew not to expect literally anything, my schedule, my body, my sleep, to go back to regular, to just bounce right back. So there are benefits. And I think those doses of reality that moms share postpartum help new moms feel validated in the changes that they're facing. I mean, I can speak to that and I'm sure you can too. So I don't think it needs to end. I don't think it needs to stop immediately, but I do think it's valuable to be conscious of what you consume and aware of how it's influencing your mindset and your thoughts. And that's why there's still some issues I see with the messaging that pushes back on and sometimes vilifies bouncing back. I don't think it's done intentionally most of the time, but I do see its effect on moms. And as a tough love mom, someone here to give you truth and someone here who just, I just care about you and I don't want to beat around the bush. I want to just get straight to the point and address these things head on. So let's dive into these issues that I see with the messaging that pushes back on the bouncing back. Uh, The first thing, there's a difference between true acceptance and giving up. So let's learn. Put your thinking cap on here for a second with me. We're going to get a little deep. So get ready to think. Okay. I know sometimes with mom brain, it's a little hard to like actually be thinking consciously. So stop what you're doing. Maybe slow down my voice. If you listen on two X, like I do. And again, get ready to learn for a second here. There's a fine line, very fine line. And I think the line is always moving between acceptance and giving up. 
But usually when you fully accept, when you're in a state of true acceptance, you're at full peace. There's no negative feelings that pull at you constantly. So there's no guilt. You don't feel resentment or doubt or frustration or disappointment. Those feelings aren't present. And if they are, you can stifle them really fast without feeling another negative feeling. So say you have this feeling of guilt come up because you're not working out because you're in this crazy season of life. You can really quickly logically go, you know what? I don't need to feel guilty because I've got X, Y, Z going on. I'm good with it. And when you do that, no frustration with your current circumstances pops up. Now, if you can stifle that guilt and then frustration pops up, you're probably not at a state of true acceptance. And like I said, this is a fine line and it can honestly change day to day, but true acceptance, you're not going to have those negative feelings constantly rearing their head. When you give up, those nagging feelings do come up often and they're hard to silence. They're hard to stifle. They linger. So true acceptance, there's the difference between that and giving up. And again, mom guilt comes into play. You're learning how to still put your needs in a spot of prioritization while simultaneously learning how to raise and feed and change and take care of this human being that you are brand new to. So you have to find moments you can stop and think and determine if you are in a place of acceptance or if you are actually giving up or giving in. Again, this is a fine line, but there's a difference between the two. And I think that line can get very muddled when we're constantly being barraged with this is what postpartum looks like and it's just a hot mess express and all these things. And we can see that a lot and feel validated and that it's hard, but it can often lead us down this road of giving in or giving up instead of just being in a place of acceptance and doing as much as we can to address the issues we're facing. And I'm speaking in generic terms, but I think you're catching my drift. So that's the first issue I have with this messaging is it can muddle that line of what the difference is for us between true acceptance and giving up. Another issue, it can enable unhealthy habits. I'm just going to say it like it is. And again, this is a very fine line and it's different for everyone, but it can easily enable unhealthy habits and complacency. And if you've listened to anything else I've put out, you know, I'm just not about that. If there's something that you have the capability to change and you feel this pull to change that habit or that routine or that behavior that you're doing in your life, you need to change it. You need to take the action. If you feel the pull to do it, if there is an uneasiness inside of you, again, stirring you to make some kind of change in your eating habits or working out or whatever it is. And I'm not even just talking those things in your phone usage and how you're sleeping in avoiding household tax at tasks. If you feel any uneasiness with any habit, it's unhealthy to let that feeling go unaddressed and numb it with unproductive or unhealthy replacement behaviors. It just is. And this messaging again, can muddle that line of is this a healthy habit that I'm working towards? Or is this an unhealthy habit that I'm just letting be enabled because I see all this messaging going on of it's okay to not bounce back and blah, blah, blah. And that messaging again, especially the far end of the spectrum that we take in, it can make it even harder to overcome the literal neural pathways in your brain that lead to the habits that aren't healthy for you. So your brain, every action you take, every decision you make is strengthening or creating new neural pathways in your brain. So if you're used to sitting down with Netflix after the kids go to bed with two glasses of wine and a whole bag of popcorn, and you've done that the past five nights, it's going to be really easy to do it on night six, but you have this like empty, frustrated feeling inside of you afterwards. 
I'm here to tell you that that's because that neural pathway in your brain has been strengthened five nights in a row. And now the sixth night in a row, and it's going to be harder not to do that because you've done it so many nights in a row. So it, again, it's your part of it's your brain, which hopefully gives you a little bit of relief, but it's harder to do that when that line is constantly being muddled by outside messaging. So that's my, my second issue with the anti bounce back movement, you could call it, or this pushback on bouncing back. Not that we should focus on bouncing back, but again, there's two very far ends of the spectrum. And if you're taking in a lot of that, don't bounce back, don't do this. Don't expect your body to ever be healthy or look fit again. It can, it might depends on your genetics, but we can put in the effort towards being healthier. And if we're taking in the messaging, that's the far end of the spectrum that is unhealthy, it can further enable our unhealthy habits. And that's just fact. I'm sure most of you listening are super aware of when that's happening and able to control it, but sometimes we don't notice it. And I mean, I even take in stuff that I don't notice how it influences me until after the fact. So it's just good to be more aware of that and see how it's influencing your day-to-day behaviors and habits. Okay. Final issue that I have, there are moms that do visually bounce back. They exist among us. And in my opinion, in my personal opinion, it takes away and invalidates their postpartum experience when this messaging is shared or said that is so you shouldn't bounce back. You shouldn't look like you didn't just have a baby. Again, I'm not one of these women that bounces back and I'm fine with that. My body looks forever different, but there are some moms who do just lose weight fast. There are some moms that don't look like they were ever pregnant, no matter how many children they had. And yeah, maybe that frustrates you or it annoys you, or you feel jealous about that, but that's reality for some people. We can't change their genetics and we can't change our genetics, but we can stop vilifying people who bounce back by sharing messaging that is very against bouncing back. Um, And I think there's two things that go into this because... Like I said, there's women out there who do lose weight fast, who don't gain a lot in pregnancy, whose bodies really don't look to us very physically changed from being pregnant. The first thing is that their experience postpartum and in motherhood is just as valid as yours. Some moms, again, visually bounce back, but they might have other struggles going on that we don't see. The adjustment to motherhood, and I know we can all attest to this, is inwardly as much as, if not more than, outwardly, right? There's this adjustment to motherhood that happens physically, outwardly, but then we also have to make this huge, massive inward adjustment mentally, emotionally, spiritually. There's so many things that have to shift and change, and we all know that that part is hard. So there might be a mom out there who maybe when they left the hospital, they had lost all the weight and they were back to their pre-pregnancy weight and wearing their pre-pregnancy jeans at four weeks and looking great. And you're like, what the heck? You bounced back and they share on social media and they look great. And maybe that bothers you, but they might have stuff going on inwardly in their mind, in their relationship, within their home. That's hard. And we cannot discount that. And I honestly feel like when we vilify the physical response of someone's body postpartum, it just makes it that much harder for that mom to cope with what's going on inside. So that being said, my second, the second arm of this issue is that there are moms that might portray that they bounced back. They might make it look like they bounced back, but that might not actually be their reality, but that's their own issue to deal with. And if you start seeing what you think is an inaccurate portrayal of a bounce back, I want you to realize 
that that woman is likely dealing with confidence issues and identity issues, just these inner things that are so deep and so raw that they can't bear to be authentic about where they're at because there's stuff going on inside that they don't even know how to cope with yet. Does that change your thinking a little bit? It's not our job to judge if someone's bounce back is a genuine, they were blessed with skin that doesn't get stretch marks and didn't gain a lot of weight when they were pregnant and loses it fast, or if it's fake. We cannot judge that because we don't know. And we also can't assume that because someone's appearance seemed to bounce back, that everything else is easy for them too. We just don't know. Our job as moms, both individually and among each other across the world in all of motherhood, is to put our own blinders on and focus on our journey, on our path, to be encouraged by the vulnerability of others because that validates where we're at. It absolutely helps us feel better. It makes us know we're not alone in whatever struggle we're facing. But then we need to put our blinders back on so we can focus on our family, on our motherhood, and on our physical and mental and emotional needs so we can get healthier and more whole in all of those aspects as we transition into this brand new role in our lives. So what do I want you to do? All I want you to do is just start being more aware of what that initial thought is that comes into your mind when you see a mom share about her life, whether you see that she's bounced back or it looks like she has, or they're just sharing the real, raw, authentic point that they're at postpartum, whether it's physical or mental, I just want you to be aware of what that initial thought is, because if it's anything that judges or brings about comparison, I want you to grasp that thought. I want you to just take hold of it and replace it with something else because And don't judge yourself for thinking that way. We can't often control what our initial thought is, but we get to choose what we think next. And I just want you to choose that next thought with intention because we never know what's going on with other moms, but we do know what's going on with us. And again, we have dominion over our thoughts and how we let things affect our mindset. Okay. So just do that for me when you get back on social media and you see a mom who looks like she's bounced back or see a mom who's sharing the raw and authenticness, authentic parts of postpartum. I just want you to be aware of how your mind's working. Okay. And if you need to be amongst women who approach life and approach community this way, I want you to join our tough love mom squad over on Facebook. It's a supportive community. And the moms in there know that no two journeys, no two experiences in motherhood are alike. And they all just believe that and live by this. So I want you to make sure you're in there. And I don't, I don't say this often on the podcast, but I want you to make sure you're following me over on Instagram because I'm going to try out a new format for some episodes very soon. And I'm going to need you for those episodes, especially you listening to this. I mean, like you're my girl. So I need you for these episodes. I'm going to need your input, your experience, and your heart literally in the form of your voice, because I'm going to be featuring some of your messages, just your own heart, your literal voice on the podcast. So make sure you're following me over on Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Liz Henderson. That way you can take part in this new format for episodes that are going to launch super soon. So really excited about that. Again, no two motherhoods are the same. (laughs) There's some moms that bounce back. There's some that don't, there's some that don't, and then portray that they do. And I just want you to know that whatever you see, When you take it in, when you're consuming that content, it's affecting you. And I want you to be aware of how it's affecting you. Be aware of how it's affecting your habits, ultimately how it's affecting your health long-term. And I want you to take hold of those thoughts that 
down the road, end up controlling your choices and your actions. I want you to take control of those issues at your point of thought. So that way we can start changing how we're living, be more intentional, and just again, cultivate more community and cohesion amongst all moms, no matter what we look like postpartum. Cool? Cool. I love you so much. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hearing my heart. And I can't wait to see you in our Tough Love Mom Squad. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.